Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Metric Aitolagi, who is the coach of the Nui Rugby Union team. And I bumped into him in Papua New Guinea while I was on a mission trip there and thought, we've got to get this guy on the radio. We're going to hear a bit of his story today. Welcome along, Metric. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, good, good, Matt. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. It's great to catch up with you. Now, for those who don't uh, know your story, tell us a bit about where you were born and raised. Yes, I was born in uh, one of the beautiful islands in the South Pacific. It's called Niue Island. It's um, close to Tonga uh, and Samoa. Yeah, so it's uh, born and bred in Niue. Okay. And tell us, uh, did you have a religious upbringing? Yes, yes. You see all Pacific Islanders, you know, we all... um, uh, we've all been, uh, you know, brought up in that uh, heavy, heavy uh, religious background, you know, get up on a Sunday, must, Sunday's a must, everybody go to church, uh, no chores on a Sunday. So, yes, uh, very heavy in, um, uh, uh, in, the, in the early days growing up until I left that anyway. Okay, and what kind of church were you part of? What denomination uh, were you raised in? I, uh, the denomination, I think it's uh, like an AOG, Assembly of God, mm-hmm. uh, sort of church um, back in Newey. Okay, and did you live there uh, all of your younger life, or did you uh, hop around the islands? Yes, no, I lived there, lived there probably until I was. Uh, I've only left the island ten years ago, so probably until my um, closing up to my um, to my early thirties. And then I um, I left the island. Um, just got a bit too much in the end. I think just needed just needed a break, uh, go somewhere different, and. Uh, um, start up again, yeah. Mm, okay. And tell us a bit about your faith journey. Were you always a follower of Christ, or did you fall away from God uh, at some stage? Yes. In, in the islands, you know, it's, um, it's um, like I said before, we're brought up into this um, uh, Christian um, life, uh, starting at home, but um, never, never really gave my life to, 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 you know, fully gave my life to, to God probably two, three years ago. Um, I spent, um, left Newey, went to London uh, to play a bit of rugby. And, um, you know, as you do, the different country, you just um, get lost in the period of um, um, uh, forgetting God and not knowing Him. You know, turning into the rugby was the main sort of God. You're idolizing rugby and, and, and you know, the, the everything else that comes with it, the partying. the uh, So, yeah, so really, really through that period, just a, uh, really lost and broken, um, not until come back to Brisbane about 2015. Um, so me and my wife now, we moved back to Brisbane, um, you know, but, but during that time I stopped, stopped drinking at about 2007, um, just took us a lot of problems with drinking. And then, you know, always in the back of my mind to go to church, to, to seek God again, to try, but it wasn't, it was still a distant relationship, but it wasn't until we came back to Brisbane, um, and, you know, and met, um, Met family here that that go to church and then you know slowly coming back into church and then in that process um, um, you know really 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 wanting to to get back seek and know God so it all started from there and then um, 
I think getting appointed to be one of the core team leaders at a church, I think that's that's when um, you know really really gave my life to God and and really stopped all these other things that you know used to do before. Started as a new creation, um, the old packages, the old me really started to to leave all that behind and and seek God um, and not seeking the material things of his life. Uh, really started to pull back on rugby, which which rugby was um, number one in my life. Uh, it, everything else was, you know, second best. It was, it, was, it was always rugby. So really started to pull back on that. Really started to uh, read the Bible, uh, you know, uh, going through the process of uh, uh, born again, believer, being saved. And uh, yeah, just, uh, just, just the closer getting into Bible, Bible studies and hanging around people that... Um, um, gave me the, the, the influence and just um, the people that really know their word and that, yeah, that's that's when it um, it, it, it all happens and um, and and as of now, really, really seeking the truth and really, really again, just really wanting to know God and and wanting to be um, you know uh, as a multiplication tool for His word and everywhere I go, I'll, I'll make sure to plant a seed where whether it's a sports team, whether it's friends and family or just at work, you know, just really trying to impact people's lives with, with the truth, yeah. Mm, that's wonderful, mate. And I know that uh, you've been a part of the ministry with your cousin, Pastor David Varker, who's a friend of mine. Um, yes, yes. Tell us a bit about your involvement in his ministry. Yes, well, yeah, me and David Varker, we go back, well, a long way back to New Year, um, uh, being closely related as well. Um, I knew he was always in, um, uh, I knew he had a church in Australia, so moving back here, found, um, uh, made contact with one of my other cousins, David's brother. I went to his church and, yeah, um, David asked if he can, uh, you know, come and help because he was building a church up here on the north side. So he asked if we can, um, uh, uh, me and my partner can come up and join the core team there to, to you know, really start to build this church and get it going. So, you know, we, we accepted the task and, and uh, yes, for two years we, we built up um, that breakthrough church on north side. Um, fully committing, uh, you know, giving everything we, we have to to really build a church up and going. Um, and and yes, um, uh, we really got that going and really um, in that process, you know, um, being a core leader, really fully taking on uh, responsibilities. As a, so it's pretty much like a deacon sort of a role in church, um, involved in the setup, involved in sound, and pretty much all the ministries. And um, yeah, just really, really trying to get. Um, God's um, word out to the community here we lived in, and uh, heavily involved in the in the sporting in the sporting realm um, uh, with with fitness and and you know with my background I think it, it just really really worked well being a coach uh, and and then um, uh, bringing the the ministry just just using myself as a vessel and vessel and bringing uh, and preaching through that that um, um, ministry of sports bringing in the word of God to, to people yeah. Now, when I was in Papua New Guinea, I was staying at this hotel and saw all these rugby boys there uh, from the Oceana Rugby Comp, and I chatted to a few of them, found out they were from Brisbane, which was amazing, uh, where, where I live. But then I bumped into you in the foyer there and straight away found out that you were so full on for God, and, and you'd actually told all the team from Newey no alcohol for the trip, and you'd actually run a church service for them. Tell us a bit about what you shared with the boys. Yeah, well, well... um. In the beginning, in the beginning, when when we were asked by Nira to run the rugby, um, I, I was really, I was really seeking for a, a Bible verse for to base the journey on, because you know, I, if, uh, um, I really believe that if we put God in this, this thing will work. If if we put God in the center, we and it, 
we everything involves around it, it will definitely work. So we put, so I chose Matthew five, six, and seven. Um, you know, the sermon on the mount, and just just really focusing it and on, on Matthew seven, on building strong foundations for for the young people and and for new rugby. And and coming into this, I was a bit just a bit weary as well because I know that some of the boys in there, are, uh, you know, they go to church but they haven't really given their life to Jesus to God. So, so coming into camp, you know, uh, the first Sunday, uh, I think we pretty shocked everyone when we were having dinner. The whole team was having dinner before we flew out, and I ran through the God of contact. I said, you know, there'll be no alcohol. There'll be no, um, this is the protocols you got to fall and, uh, follow. And then all the boys were like, man, we've never been on a tour that's have rules and strict odds and regulations that we've got to follow. But, um, you know, fair play to all of them. They, they, they followed those rules until all our rugby was done. And I said, man, then last Saturday and Sunday, uh, before we left, and I said, man, that's, you know, everything's done now. You guys can relax a little bit, go and see a bit of PNG, you know. I uh, have a drink, one or two, but not too many. So, but um, I think the seed was planted because um, uh, even then the boys, you know, they did went out, but when really, you know, they were, they, their mindsets were changed from what they used to be. Um, they're, they're, like I said, a new creation now, and, and the foundations they have is they're pretty much looking into like a professional rugby player. Trying to build strong foundations, trying to recover. If you drink alcohol, you know your your body won't be. I would have a, a a quick recovery period turnaround. So all these things come in, and then um, for them to listen to a set of rules, I think it was, it was really good. And the tour was successful on and off, you know, off the field and on the field, uh, purely because you know we, like I said, based it on the biblical verse. And 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 I told the boys that rugby was a byproduct, you know, so it was just a bonus, but but. Um, God using myself as a vessel to come in and preach them through rugby, I think that was the winner at the end of the day because um, these kids were walking walking away from camp talking about foundation, talking about God, talking about you know what they're going to do, talking about um, um, born again and believing and just being good people. Um, so yes, yes, I think I think it was very successful uh, for myself in, in, in that way. I know that uh, there's a lot of footy players that struggle with uh, alcohol and struggle with you know partying too hard and you know they they get that that peer pressure from their their footy mates and get into trouble um but you know there's a few guys like I just interviewed Brad Thorne a while back who's a strong Christian coach of the Queensland Reds uh and uh, you know there's others obviously people like Israel Folau there's many Christians in the footy world that have spoken up for their faith how important is it do you think that these guys have good Christian role models Oh, really? I mean, you look at the world we live in now, it's, um, uh, you know, all these material things, uh, young people are, uh, are following and idolizing instead of, you know, instead of really basing it on God. And um, I think it's hard because even myself trying to stand up in a room full of people, and I'll be laughing, they'll be like, oh, mate, that will never work. Or they'll be like, man, well, what do you have to do that for? But I think if, if, if we, if, if um, we as individuals, you know, if, if we really, if we really, you know, um, if you really love God and, and you want to seek the truth from God, I think we've just got to be brave and, and stand up and, and make a change. And and that was, well, my mission was there was, to, you know, that we've made a choice. We've taken a chance to go in D&G and I, and I want these kids to change. And, and I want to be that person that they can walk away from here. And, and, and like I said, just um, if they've learned a thing, uh, one or thing, two things from rugby, but if they've, take, they've taken God away, then... That that's a win for me. So it's really important, uh, Matt. Really important. And and um, and I coach club rugby here in Brisbane as well. And all the all the players I have, you know, they're all Christians. But 
um, at, at, the, at, the, at the same time as well. Some are lukewarm, some are on the fence sort of thing. So it's, it's my job in there just to give them a bit of direction and say, hey, man, listen, you know, that was wrong. What you just done was wrong. But if we follow these principles and if, you know, if we look at Jesus and look at God and look at what they have done, if, if we just want to follow them, you know, and, and really believe and be born again and be saved, that's the win for me. And, and yes, very important. Now, I'm curious to know a bit about your personal devotions with God. You're a busy guy. You, you work at Golden Circle. Uh, you're also a coach, you you know, family man as well. well. What do you do for your personal devotions with God? Do you have like a daily routine where you, where you read the Word? What, what do you do? Yes, you know, it starts off with a prayer. Like, like you know, we start off with a prayer. Every, um, every fortnight on Wednesdays, we just finished one last night, we have a couple of hours of Bible study, um, just really, really seeking the truth. Um, at the moment, we're doing the Sermon on the Mount, and we're just, um, um, yeah, we just get together, a few of us, um, a few of us just get together and do that, um, and devotion at home, uh, just reading, reading the Word, um, uh, reading the Word, yeah, and just really, really like uh, applying it on every day. If, if I'm on the field, uh, you know, just really, really trying to get, um, uh, um, really kind of trying to get the Word to, to my players, the people, the people that work, so yes. Uh, try, try and live it um, 24-7, but, you know, like at times we'll, we'll have our weak moments and, and, you know, sort of come away from it. But, yes, through, through devotion, through prayer and through Bible studies and, and going to church. Yes, mate. That's good, mate. And before we wrap up, you know, there might be people listening that have never heard the gospel and have never had an opportunity to give their life to Christ. W- would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do they respond to it? I think the, the, the gospel means this, is the good news. It's happiness, you know. It's happiness that we find. Um, but to find that happiness, we really got to be, uh, we really got to be born again, uh, believers, and we got to be saved. So um, I, I know it's hard, it's harsh, but that is the truth for me. Uh, some people might say in another way, they'll be like, "Oh, we need to do um, maybe a lot of good things to be saved." But but for me, um, I, I used to think of it like that before. Uh, like I need to be a good person, I need to do this, I need to you know, give things away to think. But once really getting to know God, I think that um, if, if we really, really want to get that happiness, um, we really have to, to really give ourselves to Jesus, be a born-again Christian, be saved, and, and try to you know, mimic the steps of Jesus when he was um, here on earth for all of us. That's wonderful, mate. Well, it's so good to hear how your life has turned around and that you're being a, a great witness in the rugby world. And it, it's been uh, so good to hear about. I, I've actually never heard of Newey before, to be honest. <laughs> when when I was up at Papua New Guinea and I bumped into you and I, I thought, Newey, where is that? So it's an island somewhere uh, near Samoa and Tonga, is it? Is that right? Yes, yes. Our closest neighbour is Tonga. It's, it's, uh, it's paradise. Not many people, like you said, not many people have heard, have heard of it, but... Um um, yes, it's, it's, it's right, right there, um, uh, close to Tonga, uh, north of New Zealand, north of New Zealand. Wonderful. I'll have to come and visit Nui one day, and it's uh, great to hear that you, you know, coaching the, the Nui rugby union team and that you're being a witness for, for God in that realm. Uh, Metric, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we appreciate all of your support. 
The vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus all over the world. If you've got a suggestion of someone we can interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians, and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.